If you want to make an impact online, GoDaddy.com has what you need. .com names as low as $1.99, plus world-class hosting, fast and easy website builders, and much more. Plus, as a MuggleCast listener, enter code MUGGLE when you check out and save an additional 10% on any order. Some restrictions apply. See site for details. Get your piece of the internet today at GoDaddy.com. Because this is MuggleCast episode 64 for November 20th, 2006. The good side of Voldemort. I guys, I hate weeks like this. Me too. I yeah, yeah. I do not like them. Nothing to talk about. So boring. Week. Depressing. See any stories that stuck out, Jamie, Ben, Laura, Kevin? Any stories stuck out? No. I mean, I guess the yeah. birthday of Muggle Dad fan fiction. That's, yeah, that's a big that's one. Nice. Yeah, that's people all over the world were, were celebrating that one. They had a release party. Them. Yeah. Everywhere. Yeah, that's good. Oh, bookstores—they're getting uh, Harry Potter Seven ads now. That's that's a good sign, yeah. I guess, right? Yeah. Even though there's no title, no, no art, book. no, <laughs> no, nothing, but you know, um, it's a poster they could have printed themselves. I'm going to guess that this is going to be a short oh, there show was, this week. There was another poster, wasn't there? What it came out this week? No, what something I, with with Voldemort? I think I missed that. What what are you talking about? You will lose. New everything. Order of the Phoenix promotional. <laughs> Oh, yeah, oh! The, I think poster. Ben uh, Ben phrased it the best. <laughs> what, what do you What do you say? You will lose everything. Oh, yeah. Well, we'll hey. talk about that in a minute. But uh, I don't know. Guess it'll be a short show this week. Not much to talk I'll about. Ten minutes, maybe. So, um. Yeah. So I'm Andrew Sims. I'm Ben Shane. I'm Jamie Lawrence. I'm Kevin Steck. And I'm Laura Thompson. We'll see you all next uh, week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Goodbye. Goodbye. Like a tan mom's got a short news uh, piece on the flip side of this hot beat. The Order of the Phoenix teaser trailer is now officially out, so everyone, stop going to YouTube. MTV's Total Request Live today aired a video which featured clips from Order of the Phoenix. They are the same as those in the trailer, and interviews with some of the cast members, including Daniel Radcliffe and Rupert Grint. An Order of the Phoenix preview will come as part of ABC Family's Harry Potter Weekend, which will air the weekend of December 1st through the 3rd. As we reported earlier this month, HBO will begin to show a sneak peek of the fifth Harry Potter movie starting today, November 20th, and ending on December 17th. The official website for Order of the Phoenix is now open. Be sure to head over there and check it out. Last week, Warner Brothers revealed the first official promotional poster for the Order of the Phoenix movie. It depicts Voldemort brandishing his wand with the caption, You will lose everything. 
And USA Today published four brand new photos from the Order of the Phoenix movie in an article, which also contained a new interview with Daniel Radcliffe. The photos depict Voldemort, Sirius, Umbridge, and of course, Harry and Cho kissing. Shortly after this, Warner Brothers released 10 brand new pictures from the fifth film, including a few that didn't make USA Today. Moving away from the fifth film, Barnes & Noble is beginning to receive posters with information on pre-ordering the seventh Harry Potter book. You can see a photo over on MuggleNet.com. However, J.K. Rowling's spokesperson has informed us that book seven writing is going well, but stores taking pre-orders means absolutely nothing at this time. Finally, last week, Emma Watson gave an enlightening speech at Oxford University, detailing what she's learned from playing Hermione, how she really enjoys the Potter sets, how Ivana Lynch humbles her, and a number of other interesting matters. Emma also spoke a little about her future, explaining how she wishes to continue her schooling and acting career. That's all the news for this November 20th, 2006 edition of MuggleCast. Happy Thanksgiving to all our U.S. listeners. Back to the show. All right, thank you, Micah. I was just kidding, guys. You're already kidding, Andrew. Uh, yeah. Order the Phoenix. What's, What's that? that? <laughs> oh, it's um <laughs> new Harry Potter movie coming out next year. Oh, oh really? Really? OMG, guys, where do we start? This oh. week was a big week uh, for Order of the Phoenix. But not for MuggleNet. And everyone looking forward to it. Yes, not for MuggleNet. Yeah. We had record low visitors. No, in all seriousness, there's a lot of talk talk about this week. Probably the biggest thing, the Order of the Phoenix trailer Whoa. was released. Teaser trailer. Yeah. A mere 54 seconds, but I thought it was very good. Was How long was it until yeah, it was up right. online? You know what I mean? No. Uh, up on YouTube? Yeah. No, YouTube. You, you, Can I make a confession? You say that, really. As everyone else will, too. Yeah. <laughs> we all watched it on YouTube, no, we didn't, didn't we? we? went to Happy yes, Feet, did. didn't we, Andrew? Who actually didn't went to we, see Andrew? Happy Feet? Every single one of us went to see Happy Feet. High quality. Well, you know what? Um, whenever I was pulling down voicemails, there were several unhappy people because the trailer didn't run with Happy Feet everywhere. Really? Well, it did that for us, didn't it, thankfully? That's lucky. Yeah, luckily. <laughs> People are not happy to see happy feet. They were sad feet. <laughs> oh my god, Andrew. Good one, Andrew. Good one. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> so, <laughs> Order of the Phoenix trailer came out. Um, I would have to say my favorite scene from that trailer was the one with Snape. Yeah, it was oh, awesome. Yeah. Uh, what, what that was says? awesome. It was awesome. What prove is, it. What is Harry's? Yeah, so prove it. I love The problem is, the problem with that is that was perfect very good. Snape. That's such fat, a fat, though, tough... according to everybody. Everyone keep, people, people keep saying he got fat. Who? He did. Alan Rickman. Hey, I no, think it was he just didn't. The, the, it's the it could have been the lighting. It's um, yeah. the thing is, it's a uh, it's such a tough emotional scene to do. They're either going to do that so so well or so so badly, or it's going to be really bad. Yeah, yeah. No, it's neat. I I really that was definitely the best part of that. Trailer. I agree. That was very. Good. I'm, yeah. I'm looking forward to that scene. I think the most. Just watching Snape well, try mean, to get into Harry's mind. I'm definitely looking forward to You mean to your favorite Voldemort scene wasn't Harry and Cho? Are you well, that, joking? That's definitely hottest. Hottest. It was the hottest. most forced thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah, what? no kidding. It's oh, like, yeah, there's a little debate over the pictures, too. It's so, 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 so forced. They're like... So, it's like, Jamie, do you think Dan would be a good kisser, though, based off that picture? Um. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a pretty pretty uh, big stack of it. Evidence, Ben. That one photo. You know, it's. Uh, well, I know. <laughs> yeah. I'm, uh, I think I can pass I a very, very conclusive judgment from that. Um, I'd have to say I don't know. To be honest, I've no idea. I'm sure he would. I'm sure he would. Ask, ask Katie. Ask Katie. Well, then she say she yes. Say he was. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, I mean, what's she gonna say? Well, she's not gonna say no. <laughs> no. You're awful. 
Another picture. Uh, basically, all the pictures that came out were what we saw in the trailer. Uh, I don't think they've ever done that before, have they? Oh, well, hold on. Hold on. Let, me, let me do a mini Gimme a Butterbeer here. I think they have, actually. What gets me... Yeah, what, what gets me is that Warner Brothers re- releases the trailer uh, just in front of Happy Feeds. And then they see that all the fans are upset that it's not going to be online. So they make a compromise. They put 10 seconds of it online Friday night. Now, is it just me or is that really lame? Of Warner yeah, Brothers? it's lame. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and it's going to come online in its entirety on Monday on the Happy Feet website. They can't just throw it on QuickTime and... Well, one. they're trying to promote Happy Feet because well, no one's going know, to but... see it without uh Yeah, that no trailer. one cares about Dancing <laughs> Penguins. No, see, a lot of people, we got a lot of flack about that, too. We we upset some people who are looking forward to go see Happy Feet. Oh. <laughs> let, let me clear something Guys, up yeah, earlier really. in the show. <laughs> when we're talking about stuff here on the show, most of the time we're doing it just to be funny. The Gilmore Grills thing, I was just trying to be funny. Happy Feet, I was just trying to be funny. We were all just trying to be funny, so... Don't take it seriously. Yeah, and just because we think something is bad doesn't well, I mean think, it is. What are you trying to say? <laughs> I that, mean, it's just our opinions. The views of the model casters don't necessarily reflect the yeah, views of the Yeah, they don't necessarily side, reflect uh, the views of the site or the listeners or, or frankly, yeah. the other hosts. With that said, though, I hate the OC. <laughs> what a terrible show. <laughs> okay, shut your mouth. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. You'd think, though, you'd think that um, they'd put the trailer, you know, in front of a more mainstream film. I'd have thought it, it, yeah, it would have got in so. front of Bond over Happy Feet, to be it's, honest. It is in front of Bond in uh, yeah. Australia, I think. Well, that ruins but, my theory. Yeah, but what, yeah. <laughs> like I said, I mean, all they're trying to do is draw more people to see that movie. Maybe well, they're Bond even produced by Warner Brothers? <laughs> Everything's produced by Warner Brothers Ben nowadays. Well, if it was in front of Bond in Australia, then it might be. Lord of the know, Rings we're produced get a ton Warner of Brothers. About this, so Sorry, so better check it. Warner Brothers Kevin, produced Lord of the that? Rings. Check what? Oh yeah, sure. They did. Yeah, they have a um, the company that pr- produced Lord of the Rings. I can't remember their name, but it's a it's a small company under uh, Time Warner. They pr- New Line Cinema. Yeah, New Line. Yeah, that's it. Um, Time Warner own them. Oh, hmm. they own everything. I think Time seriously. Warner owns like Laura, everything. Laura, everything. Laura, yeah. Yeah. they own you. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, then in the beginning of this week, the Order of the Phoenix teaser poster came out. Anyone impressed by that? If you ask me, I thought uh, it looked Laura, cool. Check out the new caption, caption, layout. It looks. Yeah, like the it. caption was kind of. You will lose everything. What's it referring? I don't to even precisely. know what that's even about. Well, see, that's not even a line from the book, so. Yeah. <laughs> I, you well, neither was something corny. wicked this way comes, but, but yeah, but oh, that, yeah. Was that was cool. cool okay, though. yeah. Let's have a ten-pointer question. Macbeth from Macbeth. Macbeth. And what's the what's the <laughs> the one line before it? Double, double toil and trouble. Double toil and trouble. trouble. No, about okay, cauldron it's, bubble. It's it's not going to go double, double toil and trouble. Something wicked this way comes, <laughs> is it? That sounds stupid. Well, it was written double, that way. It's uh no, it's not. It's uh by the pricking of the thumbs. Yeah. Something no. wicked this way comes. Yeah. Mm, we used to read Macbeth, so I was always gonna do that. I used to have that whole thing memorized because I liked Macbeth in like ninth grade. But yeah, anyway. For one, I don't think that was cool. Uh, little caption to stick in front of Voldemort. You no, but I think I think Voldemort looked good though. The he poster. did look good. He's but... so hot. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I don't know. Is that a good way to start promoting the movie? Some I don't know. I think it's cool. For... No, I think it's good because it's showing. I mean, a real yeah, a real darkness to the series. I think they're trying to draw in more adult viewers too. It's a good way to do it. Uh, yeah, yeah. 
I mean, especially with the PG-13 rating, obviously it's going to be another PG-13 rating. Yeah, right, it maybe. can't be. Uh, yeah, and um, I thought R. it was going to be G. Actually, the NC-7. Yeah, yeah. No, Ben, they keep getting worse and worse. Uh, book seven movie X. is going to be at <laughs> NC-17. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be X-rated. I just looked it up. Um, 007 is actually Sony Pictures. It's not See what I tell you? That's the reason they didn't put it in front of Bond, is because they don't they want to promote their own kind. Yeah. Well, their own that brother, explains it then, doesn't it? Their own kind. Their own Warner yeah, Brothers that's true. movies. That's true. Uh, another, uh, back to the pictures, we're sort of going all over the place here, but back to the pictures, uh, you can tell some uh, special effects weren't in place yet. I personally did not like the picture of uh, Umbridge in the Great Hall with the, uh, what was that behind her? The crazy the pendulum? That... No, the pendulum swinging behind her. I think it was a pendulum, at least. What was wrong with it? Well, if you look at the picture, if you if you look at the picture, it looks really fake. Like they obviously well, uh, well stuck her in front. It's a movie we set, Andrew. To be fair, it. it's not a real castle, you know. <laughs> no, but it was a digital effect. That well, no, the Great Hall is real. What I'm saying is, it looks like they stuck the pendulum behind it. It, it was a cheap job. Andrew, That's we what were, I'm saying. We were oh, yeah. also watching it off of. <laughs> a cheap pirate job. <laughs> no, no, no. So, the high no, the, the picture. Oh, the pictures? Yeah. Yes, the oh. high-risk pictures. I don't know. I didn't pay that much attention. <laughs> I could have done a better job photoshopping her in. But uh, any anything else stick out for anyone? I don't know. I like the, the the kissing picture. Oh, my God, Dan and Cho. Did you see some people were kind of not happy that Warner Brothers showed that? Because they wanted to wait until oh, they're the gonna movie came They're going to have to out. eventually. Well, yeah, well don't check MuggleNet if you don't want to be spoiled. <laughs> I'm like, you already know what happens. Yeah. Voldemort looks sweet when he's walking through the fog or whatever that is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Andrew, going back to the Umbridge one, I completely agree with you. The pendulum's too big for the place, basically. And um, she just... Yeah, why would they put it in the Great it's Hall? Too big, it's too big for Hogwarts. But it, I just... She doesn't... She isn't Umbridge for me, really, I must admit. Really? I think she looks good. I, I thought that was her acting in at first. Yes, yeah, yeah, she does. She looks a bit too like Ampetunia. Uh she needs the actual the different She needs to be fatter to be honest. Yeah, she yeah, she does need to be fatter. Okay, I think it's she needs Hollywood, to be shorter. Though. No. Huh? It doesn't matter. Look, look no, it. but see even uh, it's Hollywood. I mean, even Dudley isn't <laughs> I mean, Okay, it doesn't with, matter. Like the, the, don't, don't even go there cuz they're they're fat actors. No, I'm just I know, but see, there aren't as many of them as there are fan actors. I think if her acting is good, I I think it will compensate for the lack of meeting our. Laura, you can uh, you don't actually have to have a fat person to play a fat person now. Anyway, they have no, they have like special fat they, suits they have, and, uh, and yeah, they have digital fat effects suits. and stuff like. That. But do, do you think you can just go into, into like a specialist okay. shop and ask for a fat suit? <laughs> hey, isn't uh Dumbledore? Isn't he a bit like? He looks sentimental in this oh, picture. Oh, I, I, I love Dumbledore in the teaser. Is this the yeah, wise? Is this the wise? Oh, yeah, in this picture, awesome. though. In this picture, is this the wise? Not the wise and gamut. This is Dumbledore at the trial, isn't it? Yeah. Is that, is that Miss Fig behind trial. him? It is a very, very, um, very good. Probably. Job, this looks similar to like the look pictures we saw of the wise and gamut. Not the wise and gamut, but the the trials in Goblet of Fire, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, because it's the same set. Oh, is it really? No, Ben, Ben, <laughs> it's, the, it's the same dungeon. He says um, when he walks in in Order of the Phoenix, he gasps because it, he re- he's been there before. it. He remembers it. The place it, where, yeah, uh, yeah the, uh, the strangers were sentenced to life imprisonment. Oh. They're using, um, for the rumor requirements, that they are using... Oh, I forget now. It was it was a classroom, but they're they're using oh, really? the requirement now. Yeah, they just took out, like, the... Um, the chairs and they stuff. They took out yeah. the... Well, no, they cut the, um... I'm such a bad reporter. They took out the, um... 
What are those things in the middle of the room? Tables. Pillars. The pillars. Yeah, they, they cut the pillars in half. Oh. So it looks kind of goofy, but that's what they did. So Cool. At any rate. But how's the ceiling standing up? Yeah. Well, because the Why is it falling in on them? I don't know. Why don't you guess you'll have to ask uh, a structural architect? Which we, yeah. And we've got plenty of those as listeners. Moving along, we have a few announcements for everyone. As usual, purchase your MuggleCast t-shirts because there is a pandemic that's about to happen, and it's called No More MuggleCast T-Shirts for Sale. No more. So it's very important that you order your t-shirts before January 1st. Again, we're not doing this to... It's not some get-rich-quick scheme. Yeah, once once we stop, we have to stop. People have been asking us, why do we have to stop? Uh, it's in accordance with WB's new uh, merchandising policy. And our shirt printer, Sam, wanted us to tell everyone that you do not need a PayPal account to order T-shirts. All you need to do is click the button that says click here if you don't have a PayPal account. And then you can use your credit card. And I think you can also pay by e-check, I think it's called. So you don't just need PayPal when you order it and you see PayPal. Don't be afraid and you know close it out. T-shirts are selling out fast, though, and we're trying to keep up with everyone's orders. Um, but guys, seriously... If you're thinking about buying a t-shirt, you better do now because they're either going to run out quick or they are going to, uh, January 1st is going to roll around. So that is that. Don't forget to vote for us on Podcast Sally. Um, I think it's a fun new game here to start uh, making fun of Keith and the girl just to get their <laughs> listeners angry at us. Yep. Um, their show's what, a joke, what seriously. What is Keith and the girl? It's a, it's a show it's where they talk about, yeah, I listened to one or two. I mean, they're they're kind of funny. But they, um, the shows, you know, they just talk about nonsense, regular, you know. Sounds like ours. What, what's going on? <laughs> like us, yeah. Yeah, basically how we're going today. <laughs> um, and uh, Ben, you have a little announcement? Something new this week? Everybody, everybody, now shipping. Mugglenet.com's What Will Happen in Harry Potter's Heaven. Who lives, who dies, and how the adventure finally ends. I forgot who falls in love, but yeah. there's that in there too. <laughs> um, yeah, sales have been good so far. You can purchase it at your local retail stores. All the books have been shipped out, so go out and buy it now. It has information on who we think is going to live, who we think is going to die, all that how the adventure is finally going to end. <laughs> yeah, how the adventure is finally going to end. So, wait, you guys it. know? We don't yeah, know. Yeah, she told us. Yeah, she told us. We, she, right? we have a good idea. We think. I've been. Uh, I've been seeing some emails. You guys have been getting some good reviews. Really? Congrats on that. Well, congrats myself too. Andy Gordon is my pen name. Yep. After all. <laughs> oh, shut <laughs> up! It is not for the millionth time. <laughs> but um, I got a question for you guys. If I am an environmentalist, mm-hmm. the first question that comes to my mind about this book is: It's printed on what recycled percentage paper. Okay, good. Thanks. I just made just that up. I don't know what that is. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, then let me finish what I was saying. What um, What's a percentage of recycled paper? Because usually it says on the back of a book, like, you know, this was 37% recycled paper. Uh, it was 110%, you, uh... wasn't it, Ben? Oh, something, wow. Something Actually, like I have a copy of it right here. It's 0%. Yeah. They're killing the rainforest. Let me see. Oh, on the back. Yeah. On the back. You might not actually rainforest. say it. Some books do. <laughs> um... No, it says, this book is an independent, unauthorized fan publication, no endorsement sponsorship by or affiliation with J.K. Rowling, her publishers or other copyrighted trademark orders. It's very nice. It is very nice, though. I have a copy of it right here. <laughs> Jamie, Jamie, they misspelled your name. Get to the name. Uh, paper part. Sorry? They misspelled your no, they name didn't, on the cover. No, they didn't. I know. I've seen it. They have to help this. <laughs> <laughs> 
before we get into our main discussion this week, we have a rebuttal from everyone. And I want to remind everyone that we're doing weekly wrap-ups on MuggleCast.com with some more of your listener rebuttals so we can get more of them out there. We get we get a good, what, 200 emails a day now? Like rebuttals and yeah, stuff? Like that. It's a lot, and we love reading all of them. And we're trying to, you know, uh, get as many of them out onto the site and onto the podcast. But anyway, this one comes from Zoe. There's two dots over her E. So what the hell does that mean? Zoe? It's a long E. That means it's Zoe. Zoe. It oh, just so means it's not Zoe. Zoe. Okay, I'll probably Zoe. get a million Instead emails in telling me that I don't know my name etymology, but it's uh, it if it didn't German. have those two words, which are umlauts, I think that that's what they're called. Uh, it would be Zoe, and it, it turns it into Zoe. Yeah. All right. Well, Zoe, eighteen from New York. Writes about the Forbidden Forest. She just wanted to point out that JKR said in an interview that Fluffy resides in the Forbidden Forest because, quote, anything that is dangerous is released to the forest. Uh, that was back in 2001. So, there's another creature that lives in the forest for us. It must be very dense then, and it must be hard to get out of it then, because otherwise Fluffy could just escape and uh, <laughs> wander onto the school grounds and fall yeah. someone. Yeah. Yeah. Unless it's just like instinct that they stay in there because they they gotta find their they could find their way out. It's not like there's a wall of trees that you can't well, get it's home. Yeah, but it could be magic though. It's home, yeah. Okay. Well, it wouldn't matter, Andrew, f- for Dumbledore. This is this is a weird one. It won't it, it won't matter for Dumbledore because he gets every Mugglecast episode on his iPod before it's even recorded. <laughs> I like that one. Yeah. No, I don't. How's that possible? Because no, I edit them. No, a- no, and Andrew, it's Dumbledore. Right I know, Laura, and I'm countering the joke with my joke, which no one likes. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> Let's get into the main discussion this week. Evil, Doctor Evil. Be evil. Everyone like my my Austin Powers quote there. Evil. Not really. I have my pinky to my mouth. Evil. Be evil. I have hard feelings too. Be evil. Change your life with Oprah and my fire Angela. the laser. It's very good, Andrew. Very good. I almost feel like laser. I'm in the room with Doctor Evil. Okay, um, Okay. so today I thought we would discuss, is evil a matter of opinion? Uh, we all consider Voldemort to be evil and Harry good, but does it depend on where you're looking at them from? Because um, Voldemort's Death Eaters, I'm sure that some follow him out of fear and because they're scared of what will happen, but there have got to be some who actually agree with what he's doing. Um, uh, Sirius said that his mum, you know, and uh, agreed with what Voldemort was doing and only got cold feet when... She, she realized exactly what lengths he would go to to achieve his goal. And it kind of follows the uh, the phrase, one man's terrorist is another man's freedom fighter. So, ignoring all morals and ethics, is Voldemort's goal as worthwhile as Harry's? Um, and does it depend on how you're looking at him to decide whether he's good or evil, basically? How, how do you think that Voldemort's goals so. could be worthwhile? Because it will... Not the killing and stuff, but his ultimate goal is to run the magical world. Is to world. kill all the Muggleborns yeah. and... <laughs> no, no, okay, I knew I'd get ripped for this, for, for, for this kind of discussion. That's not what I'm saying. Hey, and I'm... it wasn't even me, man. Yeah, I know, Ben, it wasn't you. I'm very impressed. I'll buy you a, uh, I'll buy you something nice for that. I, um, no, what I'm saying is that his ultimate goal is to achieve power, Okay. It, it it doesn't have anything to do... You know, killing people is his method. It isn't his... Uh, I know it's terrible, but... As I said, ignoring all morals... Is he just somebody who has a goal... And we have been... You know, we think he's evil because all of the books are called... 
Harry Potter and the you know whatever, and we've sympathised with him. Uh, we've only ever heard you know words saying that uh, Voldemort's bad, stuff like that. Isn't there any you know? Is that possible? Well, the only thing would be is if you be- if you honestly believe anyone that's Muggleborn or those things are actually detrimental to society. No, no it's not that. You know it's what I mean? just... Yeah. No, but so then what? What are you trying to say then? Is Voldemort to... just? Uh, is he really a nice guy who's just? Is he trying to okay. cheat power? Okay, here's one. Can can we present him in a different light? Say a lonely, frightened soul killing because it's the only no, thing no. he can do, punishing those he is jealous of, shunning possible friends out of fear, and living a depraved half-life, a cursed life, but that's one in which he is feared when he wishes to be loved. No. I don't think so, because Dumbledore said choices. to Harry in Half-Blood Prince, he said, do you feel sorry for Voldemort? You shouldn't, because he was born evil, and he had the, I mean, he had the choice, and he had the time to change but, that, but people, and he didn't. Okay, well, that doesn't... People, loads of people have chances to change things and make things right, but they don't out of fear, out of, you know. I mean, I'm playing. I'm completely playing. What did he playing, have to fear, though? I'm completely he playing was more devil's powerful advocate than okay. anyone around him. Yeah. If well, it, then play devil's fear advocate. Of rejection. But you've got to defend it. I am. What do you think I'm doing? Uh, fear of rejection, <laughs> fear of losing his power. All people uh, who gain power are scared of losing it. It's, you know, you, there is a way of presenting him in a better light. I know, I'm not saying. I. I know I'm going to get emails saying, oh, how could you ever think that killing muggles is good? I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that uh, it is possible to present him in a different light. We've we've only ever seen the bad, you know, a bad side of him. I know, you know, all through the books, from his childhood to where he is now, he's being presented as bad. But don't you kind of feel sorry for that small uh, boy, Tom Riddle, you know, completely alone in that uh, orphanage, you know, scaring people because it's the only thing he knew? Yeah, don't you feel sorry for that small small boy Harry Potter who was locked up in a closet because for of Tom Riddle of his life? Yeah, <laughs> yes, but still, but still. But I mean, the Harry, thing is... I mean, Harry didn't know. Harry didn't allow that to bring him down. And but see, Tom, Tom Riddle, Riddle did. Tom Riddle's just a victim of the circumstances. I think it was just one decision led to another. Next thing you know, he's this big Killing eagle lore like. He's like he took the he took the initial step down the wrong path and it became too and late. And it was a slippery slope. Yeah. yeah, but so. I know. Yeah, well, it's one thing to make a mistake; it's quite another to torture children in a cave. But yeah, I know it. It is, and it's terrible. <laughs> but you can't. It's. I know it's his fault there and then, but you can't. You know, people. It's all a matter of loads of people. You know, serial killers, people who who are sociopaths. You know, clinically diagnosed as sociopaths. Loads of them, most of them, um, have terrible, terrible childhoods, um, and you know. Yeah, but can... there comes a time when you have to stop blaming. Yes, your childhood you do. Of course, you do. But you can't say it isn't a factor. <laughs> and people, do, some people well, don't sure, know it's whether to not blame their childhoods. That's the thing. If it turns you into something that you don't know is wrong, then you don't think it needs to be fixed. And that's you know Voldemort. For me, it's like I don't. In a way, it's like saying. You know, the the child who grew up in poverty, it's his fault. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, that makes any how's sense. How's it his fault? It's well, no, not. It's, it's not the same thing with Voldemort. Voldemort's just a victim of the circumstances. In in some regards, yeah, he, he, he could be seen as that. It's his fault that he didn't get over it. No, it's not his fault. It could not be his fault. Not really, fault, because if you grow up with it, you, and you're kind of Laura, stuck. if there's no path, if there's no path to get over it, then you just can't do it. If 
you need to have a, a step up. That's not true. That's absolutely not true. My best friend, one of my best friends, you guys, is the daughter of an extremely racist woman, and she herself is not racist. She's gotten over that. So you can get over stuff like that. You can't just say that because you were brought up a certain way, you can't get beyond it. But but no no. But if she was born, if she was born racist, I mean, how can you blame her? You know what I mean? Yeah, she was she, born that no, way. But she, she wasn't. Was... It's different. She chose not to take the influence of her of her mother. It wasn't like. Yeah, but it it takes a long time to get over stuff like that, and it's I mean the same way with Voldemort. You can be born with deranged. I, he's just. I just think that he is really messed but up. But some people are so f- firmly indoctrinated with it that uh, it's they don't know that it's a bad thing. If you've if you've been told your entire and life that, makes that stealing is right, <laughs> yes, of course it does. It doesn't make them bad because of it though. If they well, don't then you know can't. You can't else, sit. Yes, it does. No, it doesn't. <laughs> Jamie, are you are you saying that Voldemort knows no <laughs> consequences? Basically, no, no. I'm not saying. That. What I'm saying is, if you if you are taught. If you are brought up and you are told and told again that stealing is okay, then it is not your fault. Yes, you are wrong. You are entirely incorrect. However, it is not entirely your fault because of that. You can't be expected to, to you know, question everything that your parents tell you, especially at that early age. It is impossible to, to, to do that. It's not your fault, but upon society informing you that it's wrong, then it's your fault if you do it again. Because you have made the choice to ignore what is commonly accepted as a standard in society and listen to your parents over that society, and therefore you're wrong. Not necessarily, because if you if you were younger and this was continually basically pounded into your mind that Precisely, stealing is it's okay, when you get yeah. older and yeah, then, then someone is, tells uh... you, well, stealing isn't commonly accepted, you're going to say, well, that's that's much of crap. This is the way I was brought up. There's no Precisely, way Precisely. That's like exactly um, it. Exactly it. Okay, but then even if you didn't believe that person, why the heck would you go into a store and think that stealing's okay? Because you're taught you that these way. things called cash registers where people are giving okay, them Laura, money. Laura, you're missing the point. Because <laughs> you were taught that stealing was okay. It isn't like you go in there and you say, no, oh, and cash registers. At, at, at a certain point, you get to think for yourself. Yes. And at that point, when you make the choice to continue stealing, then you've made that choice. I know. And see, that's the thing, though. Voldemort wasn't brought up believing anything. He always thought for himself, which makes him wrong. You're saying wrong because you think that that's wrong. You have your own opinions No one ever brought him up saying it is okay to go and hang bunny rabbits and torture children in a cave. So he's wrong. You're saying he's wrong from your own opinion. Why is what you think right? No, it's not an opinion. Of course it is. <laughs> it's like some ethical issues in society, like stem cell research. Just because I don't, just because I think it's okay, it doesn't mean Ben's doesn't right. Mean no. Everyone does, and it doesn't mean Ben's right. Either. But the torture of a human being <laughs> is a little. What different. if they deserved it? Yeah. <laughs> what if the What if the bunny peed on the carpet? Yeah. yeah. Listen, no, I really have this little head I, chopped off. I think. I think Jamie... Well, then, you know what? Then you guys should have killed me when I spilled that coffee all over the floor in L.A. <laughs> yeah. I was ready to. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. We were, that, we that that yeah, you just, like, started kicking everything over, you <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can't help it that you guys had stuff all over that room. It was coffee. <laughs> Why do you have to call it stuff? I don't... I, I think... I think Jamie and Ben are sticking up for it for discussion's sake, Laura. No, I don't think that. No, I'm not. I'm saying I agree wholeheartedly that somebody cannot say, um, 
you know, on ethical and moral issues that you are wrong. Because that's why you don't use the word correct and incorrect. You use right and wrong. Murder is wrong. It's not incorrect. It's morally right. wrong. It's, it's not morally incorrect. It's that, That's how it is. You cannot use your... You can't express your moral um, opinions as fact. It's impossible. It's like things like the death penalty, abortion, etc. Yeah, there are, it's wrong. You know, if, if there was a correct answer, it would be obvious, you know, but it's, it's all a matter of opinion what your perspective on it is. And taking it back to... Uh, Harry, Harry, Potter. Harry Potter. Yeah, um, yeah. Sorry, I couldn't remember the name of that book series we sometimes talk about. You know, um, I just, you just can't, you can't say that because I just, I just think that if he had had a different upbringing, things could be different. You know, that's all I'm saying. It's you, you can't, you can't deny that he had a bad life, and I'm not saying it's not that it's not his fault that he didn't try and change it, but it's not his fault either that. He, you know, didn't know his mother, you know, all those kind of things. It's just stuff like that. See, the argument against that is this. Um, there are quite a few people living in poverty today, right? Um, you're raised in a ga- gang area. Now you join a gang and kill Ooh. someone. Many would argue you had to join the gang because it's survival, but the yeah, counter-argument no. is, what about that kid down the street that went to Harvard? Just because you had a bad life doesn't mean you don't have the moral basis to make a choice for yourself and try to change it. But it doesn't mean you do either. It doesn't mean you do either. I know I know what you're saying, but that would be taken into account. Taking into account what? They're two people coming from the same place. Okay, if that went to trial, that murder case that you were talking about, the fact that they lived where they did and joined the gang, and that they joined the gang out of necessity, there's a there's a legal defense of necessity. Okay, now that that is the kind of thing that that would come into play. They'd say I was I had to join this gang. That's why that case of murder is different from somebody who walks out onto the street and kills somebody just walking across the road. It is different. Either way, it's tried as murder. Because you've of course killed it's tried someone. as murder. The, the, the only that thing that, the that will make it a... so that it's not tried as murder is if you had an insanity defense, which you could, you would have well, to prove that than... you didn't know the difference between right and wrong. Because well, you're a human perhaps... being, you have the choice to pull the trigger or not. You have the yes, moral basis Okay, for it. Kevin, Kevin, if somebody put a gun to... Um, Okay, if somebody put a gun to say your mother's head, okay, and said to you, and said to you, okay, no, no, and said to you, go out and kill the first person you see, okay, right? Yeah, there are so many complications in that case that it would not go down as straight out murder immediately. Okay, there are so many things to uh to consider that. If you went out and killed that person, yes, you have killed that person. But the question that would be asked is, were you so provoked that any rational, normal human being, equally as provoked, would have committed the same crime that you were committed? But Voldemort wasn't provoked. <laughs> Hold on, here's the difference, though. Is you're trying... Okay, it's a question of, are people really victim victims of the circumstances? Yes. And to what extent nature. are they? And is it... See, the, I think the difference was that Harry was born with uh, the instinct, like the fighter instinct, that Voldemort wasn't blessed with. You see what I'm saying? So it yes, isn't Voldemort's exactly. fault. It was just he was 
Like he fell victim to the circumstances when Harry when Harry was able to fight. The choice that he has made is to go out and kill people, not um, that but he, made he isn't a bad. Yes, that is one choice. He could still be bad, but stop himself from killing people. He could have terrible thoughts about killing people. You'd still think he, he, he was evil if he had those thoughts, even if he didn't follow up and act on them. The fact his choice is killing them, yes, he is bad because of that. But the fact that he is able to do these things... There are people alive today who could not kill somebody, in a, you know, who just could not do it, even... You know, so provoked, they could never ever bring themselves to do that. Whereas Voldemort can, and his choice is to do it. His choice is not to be able to do it, which is a product of his uh, circumstance. But what circumstance influenced that? He grew up in an orphanage. He, yeah, he grew up in, no in an orphanage. No parents. It's not no like parents, no okay, friends. Okay, Harry had no parents. Harry had no friends. Not to mention, yes. I think he would have been a lot more screwed up growing with the growing up with the Gaunt family than growing up in that orphanage. No, but you got to so think. He's probably it, lucky that his mom died. Not to oh, that's just, sound mean or anything. No, it's because his, well, his no. mom was different than the rest of them. The rest of the gods. No, yeah, but his mom submissed to everybody, and they lived. I mean, they were inbred, and they were abusive. He would have. Gr- he could have grown Laura, up in a life of abuse, Laura, which is a lot worse than growing up in an orphanage. Yeah, no, you can't. You can't make that determination. I know you can't always go. I, I know that Dumbledore says it, 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 it's our choices that make us who we are. Yes, but you can't start choosing from as soon as you're born, and that's the thing. Yeah, but he was put in a circumstance <laughs> that. Other people have been in and in. turned yes, out yeah. completely he normal. He, he but did. because yes. of his choices, the choices that he made at that stage in his life, he he's evil. Why do you make those choices, though? He's completely responsible. Because he's for, evil. Exactly. He's completely responsible for himself. He made the choices because he didn't know... No, that's the most that's that's ridiculous thing I've ever heard. You're, tell, you're trying to tell me if when I'm two years old... I take a butcher knife and I chop my mom's head off. That I made the conscious decision <laughs> to do that. Well, it depends on if you were living in a in a good, well-rounded family. Everything was happy-go-lucky, and then you decided to just cut your mom's head off. <laughs> well, I think there's something wrong with you. Yeah, but the thing is, when you're when you're that young, you don't have any. Right, you don't. You, right, you don't but really that's the point Jamie's trying to make is that you but, can't make the choices when you're that young, and so it eventually leads up to the point when the point you can make the choice. Like, there comes to a point when you can make the choice, but your background influences that choice. Exactly. Okay, but if if a five-year-old kid doesn't know that it's wrong to chop off their mom's head with but, a but butcher knife, there's something... They don't see maybe it like that, though, Laura. It's not seen like that when they do that. You've got to take... You've, don't, you know, you've got to take into account their background as well. You can't just say, if two... Okay, if two people... I'm not saying there's something wrong with them, necessarily. I'm saying there's something wrong. If two identical people, one with a terrible background, one with an idyllic childhood both kill someone. Are you saying that, that their cases are absolutely identical because they've had... Because no, there's a I'm choice? Not. Well, there you go then. Then Voldemort... I'm not saying they're identical, but I'm saying that Voldemort grew up in an orphanage full of kids and none of them grew up to be murderers. How, That's they exactly all received the same treatment. Exactly. Yes. Yes, you're right. And their, their correctness lies in the choices after a bad childhood. Voldemort's... Voldemort is wrong to choose what he did. It doesn't mean his childhood didn't influence what he did. He just didn't choose the same path as as the other ones. You know, it could be a flaw. Plus, that he could do magic, do so yeah. he sort of went the, a different way once he realized he could start doing magic. And it, it's a flaw that caused that. It's not um, it's not you know you could say it's, it's not his fault. a flaw in his character. Exactly. You can't just say that. 
Yeah, Fuan is character that he's evil. <laughs> right, but did he choose to be evil? Did he choose to be evil? No, I don't think so. I think he was born evil. I don't think you can but choose. Then how can you blame him? Yeah, if he was born evil, it's not his fault. What I'm saying is that, no, it's not someone's fault if they're born evil. But you can't sit there and say, oh, well, you know, we shouldn't, you know, we should we should look at them in a good light or any of that. We should look at, them in, should look at them in a different light. Good, good and bad is all relative. Voldemort's followers are going to think he's he's doing the greatest thing ever, you know? Yeah. It's all relative. One man's terrorist. He said one man's uh, terrorist is another man's freedom fighter. One man's... Um, Harry Potter. No, no, actually, no. This sounds like a philosophy class. <laughs> it is a philosophy class. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> okay. Okay. Going, m- moving on from this, then, digressing slightly. Aren't the names of the spells, curses, jinxes, hexes, just a matter of opinion too? As Hermione, as Hermione insinuates in Order of the Phoenix when she says that what Slinkard calls counter curses or something like that aren't really they're sort of anti-jinxes or something like that. Isn't that true? What is Hermione's thing? Okay, why curses, jinxes, and hexes have really, really negative connotations, yeah? Whereas a spell and a, a and charm like that has good connotations. So, yeah, charm. Aren't they relative? Uh, sorry, aren't they uh, subjective terms? Couldn't w- one man's uh, hex be another man's uh, charm? <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> well, I, I guess so. I don't know, but you have a charms class, that's the only thing. Well, I, one one man's hex can be another man's trap. Well, wouldn't that be like Voldemort's? No. Yeah, if you if Voldemort's using a hex, it's a charm to him. Is that what you're saying? It's yeah. a subjective term calling it that. It is though. I'm not saying that a Vada Kedavra is a nice nice charm, but <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> well, it is tease on some people. Yes. Well, perhaps it is. Perhaps <laughs> I love value debate. Okay, back. Back to Ben. Oh, don't, don't worry. Um, okay. We don't blame Harry for having thoughts like in Order of the Phoenix when he, you know, scoffs and laughs at Ron becoming a prefect. We just... We, you, do, you don't see the thoughts of everyone else as well. You just, just see the evilness of Voldemort. There is... We've, we're so ingrained with thinking that Harry's the hero, which he is the hero. Of course he's the hero. And that that side is good. That we just... There's like a barrier between us. I'm, I'm not... As I... As I'm going to keep saying, because I know I'm going to get emails about this, I'm not saying that Voldemort is a nice, nice person. He's a horrible, horrible person. But, as uh, Mr. Ollivander says in book one, he did, he, he, he did great things, terrible things, absolutely terrible things, but great things. You've got you've to... Commend him for that? He's a, <laughs> give uh, him a plaque? You've got to commend him for... <laughs> yes, I'm going I'm I'm to give him a badge next time I see him and a, and a slice of cake. Okay, <laughs> what I'm saying is he did... He is a clever, clever, clever guy as well. This is okay. This oh, is moving yeah. slightly from the well, good versus <laughs> evil, but he's he's clever in how he That's what he's doing. in how he um <laughs> yeah in how he how he does things. He cheats, you know, jinxes, he kills. I know, I'm not saying it's good, but that's stuff like that. He's but you've got we've got to look at it from his side as well. Going, you know, his childhood, um, where he is now. It's just you just can't look at him and say. He's evil, and it's his fault, basically. Um, he's got well, big, it's not, uh, you it's know, not his fault that it. he's evil. Okay, it's not his fault that he's evil, but it's his fault that he didn't work to change yeah, that. If it's a psychological <laughs> mindset, how can that... you go against it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. 
this this relates. Uh, In my health class, we were learning about uh, fetal alcohol syndrome. Everyone know about this? um, Yes. No. What what we learned, what the teacher was telling us, was that when you have fetal alcohol syndrome, you see no consequences. Like, if you, um, and we watched this video where there's stories of these kids. If you, um, there's this one kid who, um, he turned on the bath and then left the water running and it overflowed. Um, but that's what his dad told him to do to keep the water running, uh, when he's getting in the shower. He just, he just kept it running and there's no consequence and he completely ruined the house. But what I'm saying is there are psychological cases where it isn't your fault like that. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, see, I think you've, uh, yeah, but. Completely missed my point. I'm not saying that he's You're good. You're saying but from his perspective, you just can't. From his perspective, things. Yeah, it's not his choice. And it it is all subjective, yeah. but that's the point of the discussion. On the other <laughs> so hand, there's no real why. proof that it was his choice. We're just doing this for discussion's sake, aren't we? Well, didn't Dumbledore say that he was pretty much born evil? I thought. So. Or J.K. Rowling said. said that if you're too. born evil, then sure, yeah. surely that solves the discussion. That if you're, I mean, you say that other people. Um, you know, a face with a similar childhood, and that they make choices to, uh, you know, get out of their depravity. But uh, how many people do you know who have been born evil? He, look, I'm sure he's like one in a million who have been who have been born evil. Well, I mean, I'm sure there's people out there who, who are psychos, but they do not act on their tendencies because they know it's not accepted by society. No, that then they're not, then they're not psychos if they can make the choice. Yeah, well. So that concludes our main discussion for the week. Uh, a poll will be put up asking if um, you agree that Voldemort can be considered in a different light or if he w- he is innately, completely, manifestly, majestically, uncontrollably evil. So thank you. We're going to have another dueling club right now. This one comes from Tom14 of... Uh, what's what, what's this called in this town here? Hertfordshire? Huh? kind of a weird name. Where's that? Where's Hertfordshire? That? Is that how you say it? Hertfordshire. Hertfordshire. <laughs> Hertfordshire. <laughs> Hertfordshire. Whatever. Why, why do Americans have so much trouble pronouncing England, uh, English cities? Because it's like three words mashed into one. Tom writes, hey, I was on your site looking in the encyclopedia and I came across the characters Bellatrix and Lily. I was wondering who would you think would win in a duel uh, if if both of them ever fought? Obviously before Lily died. And I thought, well, that's a kind of an interesting duel. <laughs> no, after she died. Well, what if what if Bellatrix, <laughs> you know, they fought after she died? <laughs> Bella's Bella's a nasty witch. <laughs> yeah, sure. I would I would happen to agree. <laughs> but she um she's a very powerful nasty person as well. Even though she's horrible, she's very very powerful. And I mean, um, but Lily, Lily was good know. at spells and not much else. So, well, I don't know that, but that's not true. She was good at potions. <laughs> That's what I just said. She's good at potions. He he said spells. I meant potions. I meant potions. Laura, what do you think? Who would win in a duel, Bellatrix or Lily? I don't know. I think... I'm trying to decide. It's really hard because obviously we've seen a lot more of Bellatrix in a fighting arena. Well, we haven't actually seen Lily fight at all, so it's kind of hard to say. I think that Bellatrix is... I don't know. I, I guess... A cheater would be the best way to put it. Like, she's kind of... She'll go out of her way to trip someone up. Like, she won't properly duel. Whereas, I might see Lily being a bit more, you know? Proper. I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. But if, if it was a if it was a formal duel, I would still think Bellatrix would win because, like I just said, Lily 
is a potions girl, sort of like we were talking about. Uh, right, but she's pretty clever. Yeah, but didn't Ollivander say that her wand was good for charms? Well, or hexes. I mean, depends on your... <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kevin, what do you no, think? I, I don't know. I would say, I don't know. We haven't seen enough of Lily to actually make a judgment on it. Well, well we haven't seen anything of Lily. <laughs> yeah. She died, hey, she's remember? good at jumping in front of things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Olivia Seventeen of uh, Wellington, New Zealand, has another rebuttal for us. She writes, "I was just rereading Prisoner of Azkaban, and something stuck out to me that I had never thought was significant until just now. When Lupin leads his class into the staff room to vanquish the Boggart, uh, Snape is the only other person in the room. He says, quote, leave the door open, Lupin. I'd rather not witness this. He goes on to berate Neville and then leaves the room. Is it possible that Snape doesn't want to know what Harry's worst fear is, lest Voldemort somehow extract this knowledge from him? If so, this puts considerable weight behind the Snape is good theory. What Death Eater wouldn't want to know the Chosen One's worst fear? And I know that Voldy has not returned yet in this part of the story, but Snape knows that he's still out there and likely to come back sometime. Just wanted to know what he thought. That's very good. Um... I think it's it's an awesome uh, it's an awesome sort of bit at the beginning, but uh, I think she's gone. Uh, I mean, this kind of provoked me to think, and I think that instead of it being that Snape doesn't want to know what Harry's worst fear is, he doesn't want to see himself dressed as <laughs> you know in the clothes. So, so perhaps he's he's uh, performing occlumency on a uh, Neville. Sorry, he he he's he's uh, he's performing uh, legitimacy. Well, it is a good theory to support yes. the yeah. the Snape is good camp. Uh, I don't know because I won't call it the most solid theory ever, but uh, it's very fun. It's very good. It just seems it's like good. Snape who wouldn't really care for this sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, it's it could be that too. I'd rather not witness this. I got better things to do. That's sort of just his attitude all the time, anyway. Yeah, that's true. Actually, yeah, yeah. it could go either way. Yeah, it's it sort of sounds like he's trying to make it out to be pathetic. Yeah, you know, like oh, this is yeah. pathetic. I don't want to see these kids' fears. Thank you, Olivia, for sending that in. We have an interview now with the folks who produce Potter Puppet Pals, which is a funny uh, Flash website that produces different uh, Harry Potter skits, uh, most notably Sexy Snape, uh, which is a Flash version of Snape. Oh, I'm yeah. too sexy yeah. for my body. <laughs> it's actually really funny. They just released a new video, and we have an interview with them now. I am now joined by Neil Ciceriga, who is the creator of Potter Puppet Pals. Hey, Neil. Hey. Thanks for coming on the show today with us. Um, we just had a couple questions for you because you guys just released a new uh, Potter Puppets Pal short. Uh, but before I ask you about that, can you tell us a little bit about uh, Potter Puppet Pals and how you originally came up with the idea for it? Um, I guess the idea of, of Harry Potter characters as puppets, something about that stuck out. My sister and some of her friends, I guess, uh, like to draw comics featuring puppet versions of the Harry Potter characters. And uh, it was funny. So I'm like, hey, I'm going to I'm gonna record their voices and animate them. Okay. And I did that. <laughs> did, did you have experience with uh, doing flash animations beforehand? Or did you learn it just for this? I, I, I had some, yeah. Some, not, not like really animating. Um, my, my sister's the artist, my sister Annie. So she, she does animations a lot better, but I decided to try my hand at more traditional animation. But I definitely did a lot of stuff in Flash before then, um, but it was a lot more random and uh, less cute. Right. So are you guys both pretty big Harry Potter fans? Yeah, since uh, um, 
I don't know, like 2000 or, or so. So yeah, for quite a while. Okay. How long, how long does it take you to produce one of these? Uh, well, the animations, I guess they were a lot harder. I actually got them done pretty quick considering how hard it is to animate. Yeah. Um, but by the time, but after I'd made the first two animations, for some reason it got really a lot harder to like see it all through. So that's why I never created a third animation. But uh, the the puppets with the real puppets, it, well, it took a long time to actually make the puppets. Um, Was that your sister Emmy, or who who came up with this? Mom made- oh yeah, yeah. Our, our, our mom actually made the puppets. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, she she we oh I mean. She she's just the only person who can like sew. There's so. no way we could have made them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you guys are yeah. just the computer people. Yeah, we're, we're computer people, not crafty people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, one of your bigger, one of your most successful videos, well, I, I would think, is uh, "Sexy Snape," as it's called. Yeah, that that was kind of a, a runaway hit, I guess. Yeah. How how did you come up with the idea for that? I told him to do it. I did. Oh, you did? <laughs> Did you? The idea was just like let's make Snape dancing to that song on a runway. On a runway, right? And right. I just never finished it because I didn't. I didn't expect it to be like a serious animation. It was just it was purely self amusement. But we stuck it up on the website anyway, and uh, some people found it and it spread around on its own. Right. And was that was that one of your first Potter puppet pals? Well, I guess it's not. It's not really a puppet video. Well, right. It's but just, I mean, just like one of your first videos. I think no. I think that came after the. Puppet pals. Yeah, I know it looks it looks a lot cruder, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because the the animation is that of that one is is pretty sort of sort of cheesy, and I think that's what makes it so funny. Is that his yeah. his, his mouth is just opening up and down? It's pretty funny. Yeah, I was I wasn't trying to go for anything too fancy with that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What, what which one are you most proud of? Would you say? Uh, which one are we most proud of? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I like, I usually like the latest stuff. I love the the live action puppets because it's they're so they're really fun to play around with and film, and it's so much easier than animating. Right. Can you talk about how hard holding the puppets. Well, <laughs> well, in the last animation, I didn't actually have to hold the puppets up. I got Emmy and our friend Delora because I wanted to be behind the camera. Uh huh. And how how long does it take you guys to usually like come up with a script for one of these? We just like sit down and uh, we write it like at like three in the morning, and it'll take like a couple hours, and we'll refine it a couple days after that. Yeah. But we mostly just sit down and, and just you know do whatever makes us laugh the most. Okay. Now, how big? How many uh, views do you get on these videos? I'm not sure. I haven't checked. <laughs> I know the the original two animations have probably gotten a lot by now. It's probably I don't know. Millions. Yeah. I, I I lose track of the numbers. Um, I know on Newgrounds they they got like at least like several thousand views. Wow! Yeah, now a lot of them were yeah. A, a lot a lot of the views came from Muggle.net actually originally. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, I I remember we posted about that, and still frequently we're always getting emails from people uh, telling us to check it out. Uh, we've been getting a lot of emails lately about your new uh, your new video called uh, Wizard Angst. Mm-hmm. It's called. Can you tell us about that one? That's a puppet style video, right? Um, it's the. I think it's technically it's the third video we've made with the puppets. The first was just uh, a little teaser animation with just puppet Snape, uh, sort of staring into the camera while a Cure song plays, and um, 
that was just to uh, get people's interest. Yeah. And let them know that we're going to make some stuff with real puppets. And then I made a, a sort of test video, um, which we didn't have a stage yet, so we filmed it from behind the couch. Okay. <laughs> and that one was potions class. And that still gets a lot of views anyway, even though it's... Uh, crappy. Even though, yeah, well, it's not crappy. It's still pretty funny, but it's not um, full quality. And Wizard Angst is the first, like, official episode. Um, and we filmed it with, you know, pretty much the completed puppets and uh, a nice stage um, with, you know, curtains and everything. And, uh, did, you know, changing camera shots. And it, it looks really nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at it now. It's It, <laughs> it looks very good. Um, now, you said this is the first of a series of, like, episodes you're doing? Yeah, hopefully. Um, it's we're going to, like... Good. You know, every once in a while we're just going to be like, hey, let's make a new public video. And I'm like, okay. And we, we, we'll write a script and and we'll go down to the stage and, and film it. Oh, okay. Now, are these, is it going to stretch out across like an entire storyline? Or no. are they all have different themes to them? It's random. It's just random. Okay. Comes to now, you guys are going to be performing, I guess I could say, at Yule Ball in uh, Massachusetts come December. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on December 10th at uh, the Middle East in Cambridge, uh, the Harry, uh, Harry and the Potters are putting on a uh, Yule Ball show. The two, they're doing two shows on that day, uh, an early one and a late one, and we're doing the earlier one, which is around noon. And uh, we're going to be opening for them along with a whole bunch of other, you know, Wizard Rock type bands. Draco and the Malfoy. Yeah, and all those, all those kids. And uh, Cool. We'll be doing that little stuff. A skit in front of the audience with uh, the, the puppets right there in front of everybody. Very cool. Did you did, did you guys come to them with this idea, or did they come to you? Uh, we came to them pretty much um, after a show uh, while well, they were all tired and sweaty. Okay. We, we were like, hey, uh, we made Potter Public House. We're going to be in your show, okay? Uh-huh. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, they, they, they'd heard of us. I don't know if they I'm pretty sure they'd seen the videos before, but they, they told us that they'd see a lot of people wearing... Uh, Potter Public House shirts at their shows, and they thought it was a really cool idea for us to open for them at some point. So they uh, they got us this gig. Oh, cool! Now there, there will be more in the future. Hopefully. Cool. Is 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 this going to be a new skit, or are you guys going to do one that you've already created? It's going to be new. I think we might try. We'll, we'll incorporate a little of old stuff into it, just you know, because uh, that'll get big fan reactions. I think you know. Right. But uh, yeah, we're going to try to make it a. Uh, a new skit, and we're thinking of having like little musical segments into yeah. the uh, rock show, and we're gonna you know, we're gonna make it like a, a little mini musical, basically. Oh, very cool. Now, now tell me, um, who does the voice of Snape? Because it's probably the, that's me. Is it you? That's probably the funniest voice I've ever heard. <laughs> all the voices of all the puppets. Oh, you do? Even Hermione. Oh, okay. Yeah, even, even Hermione. Usually, I pitch Hermione's voice up just a little bit, but okay. they're all mine. Uh, can you can you do a little Snape for us right now? I suppose I can. Yeah. <laughs> can you say, uh, this is MuggleCast? This is MuggleCast. <laughs> Very nice. Programming on the internet. <laughs> it's a very boring tone. I really like it. Um, what's next for Puppet Pals, outside of this little live gig that you guys are doing? Oh, uh, I don't know. I guess we'll just keep making the videos, trying to spread them out to the world and, uh, Keep topping ourselves. Keep topping ourselves. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, you guys are doing a great job, and I know everyone's really enjoying them. And uh, if anyone 
wants to know more about Potter Puppet Pals or watch some of their videos, you can go to potterpuppetpals.com. Neil and Emily, thanks for jo- or Neil and Emmy, thanks for joining us today. Thanks. Okay, um, Dumbledore Norris Facts will return. I've had a few emails telling me that uh, you want them back, and I've had a few good ones being sent in as well. Um, I'm a bit underrepaired, so I'm not going to do any this week, but I'll come back next week with an ultra load of Dumbledore Norris Facts. We have a final rebuttal now for everyone. Susan, 16 of Wisconsin, she writes, Hey, Mugglecasters, I was listening to episode 63, and I wanted to add something to your Forbidden Forest discussion. When you were talking about the centaurs, you mentioned how they might help Harry in the next book. I don't think they would help even if they wanted the good side to win or vice versa. They don't believe fate should be tampered with, and that's why they were angry with angry with friends for helping Harry in the first book, not because they wanted Harry to die. Of course, you always get the odd one like him that isn't against affecting the outside world, so there may be a group of them that we see in the seventh book. Obviously, friends can't go back now, but I think the majority will just want to let take... Uh, we'll, we'll let time... We'll want to let time take its course. To them, it's not right or wrong, it's fate. Good point, Susan? Can I, can I point out uh, that she put the word good in... Uh, speech marks to show that you know it's not even though Harry could. side is considered good yeah. it's not yeah exactly and they were it's not right or wrong it's fate thank you Susan I like you I have a update on our new McDonald's listener challenge uh, it's going very well McDonald's across the world are uh, getting promotional ads for MuggleCast placed in their fine restaurants and um I want to remind everyone that you have till the end of the month to go in there, take a picture of yourself uh, with a MuggleCast promotional sign, whether it's on the soda fountain or it could be anywhere at McDonald's. And we got a lot of email sort of complaints about this because we were limiting limiting it to McDonald's. You could put it anywhere. I don't really care. Just it's what just, anywhere. Just promote us. That's what I'm trying <laughs> <Wendy's>. to say. <laughs> yeah. Wendy's, yeah, not your own house. It has to be somewhere out in public where people can see it because we like getting the word out about the show. No harm in that. Um, so you have till the end of the month. Yeah, people were complaining because they thought that we were <laughs> being endorsed by McDonald's or something. No, of course ridiculous. not. <laughs> we are. Seriously, McDonald's has uh, much been... higher promotional campaigns like TV yeah, than yeah. use our podcast. So, um, by the way, I'd we're like to announce that. everyone, we are now sponsored by McDonald's. That's www.mcdonalds.com. <laughs> So anyway, you do have till the end of the month to send in your pictures, and we'll post them for everyone to see. We are going to give away something. We don't know what yet. I guess I guess a t-shirt and a free coupon to McDonald's. A Big for Mac. A free cookie fun pack. <laughs> Jamie, uh, you want to wrap things up today with a British joke? I do. I've got two today. <laughs> first one. First one. There is a family sat in a restaurant when several people burst in, riding huge, massive eggs. They ride around the room, but then the eggs smash, and the people fall and die. The father says to his kiss, kids, see kids, that that's why you should never mount your chickens before they hatch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that is from Richard from London. Well, uh, well, that was from Richard from London, who for age has put 742, so I'm assuming he's made a typo there. But uh, he could be our oldest... <laughs> There's not yet. Okay, I really like. That. Okay, this is quite hard to, to to get, but let's see if you like it. A frog walk. You have to listen carefully. A frog walks into a bank and walks up to the clerk. He looks at her name tag and says, "Hello, Pattywhack. My name is Mr. Jagger, and I'd like a loan." Pattywhack says, "All right, Mr. Jagger. And what will your collateral be?" 
the frog puts his hand into his pocket and pulls out a small pink elephant. Pattywhack looks at it for a second and says, I'm not sure if we can take that. Will you excuse me for a minute? I'm going to ask the boss. She tells her boss about the frog and shows him the pink elephant. Her boss looks at her and says, It's a knick-knack, Pattywhack. Give the frog alone. His old man's a rolling stone. <laughs> 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 that, that actually, I actually like that one. Yeah. yeah, that was actually cool. Good, I'm glad you do, Ben. Yeah, for once. <clears throat> ben, uh, you're going to wrap things up today with a uh, P.O. Box update, I hear? <sighs> <sighs> Sorry, I, I I ran outside barefoot and it's like two degrees and yeah. It's not Ben. It's always warm in America. See what I do. What I do for MuggleCast. <laughs> okay, plus <laughs> um, really hard. This is like shivering. Um, from Lisa and Laura, they said they wanted to thank me for my good work and everyone on the show for their excellent work. And this this letter was addressed to me. It says, um. You're my friend Laura's favorite. Uh, hey, uh, coincidentally enough, I miss Laura's favorite too. <laughs> cast Laura. Um, her favorite oh yeah, too. absolutely. It says, and then she says, Lisa says, I think Andrew's the best. Sorry, but I love you all. Thank you, Lisa. But something interesting is Laura and Lisa, Lisa and Laura, Lisa and Laura, Laura, Lisa, sent me an autographed yellow card poster. Now, how cool is oh, that? Like, that's personalized. Great, it says, I don't know if they wrote the two Ben on it, but regardless, it's awesome. It has signed by all the band members. It says lights and sounds. And I love what, you guys. Really I love you all. Jeez. This is awesome. Yeah. I'm serious. It is. It's ben. probably forged. Ben, <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, ben way to rain on the parade. <laughs> what, what's, that? what's that, Jamie? What's your eBay username? <laughs> I'll be checking it closely in the next few days. <laughs> Oh, yeah, no, it's personalized. It has my name on it, so yeah. But okay. thank you. If anyone wants to, just hope, hope another Ben wants a yellow card poster. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you all, though. Seriously, thank you for everything. Continue to send anything, letters and stuff. I'll read some letters on the show next week. Those were in my trunk underneath a bunch of boxes. So I, and it was too cold out there for me to get them. So That's next week I'll read cool. the letters. And if anyone letters. wants to send uh, awesome. me a poster of you two with all their signed autographs, you it doesn't have to be personally addressed. <laughs> I'll send put it my own name on it. And send I'll it to P.O. Box 223, Moundridge, Kansas. P.O. Box 223, Moundridge, Kansas 67107. You can call us 12182MAGIC62442. I just renewed the uh, our phone number, so you guys better use it. It costs oh, us, like, good. what, $43? <laughs> that's breaking the bank. Everyone use it. <laughs> and if you're in the United Kingdom, you can call 020 811 If you're in Australia, you can dial 028003-5668. You can also Skype the username MuggleCast to leave a voicemail question. Speaking of voicemails, episode 66, we will be doing an entire voicemail show. We're not going to have a main discussion or anything. I'm, we might have little segments still, but... It's just going to be focused on voicemails. We're going to have a good 10-15 voicemail questions to answer to attempt to break ice on the amount of voicemail questions that we do get. So keep them coming and uh, make them good questions, please. What else? Also, you can visit MongoCast.com and use our feedback form to get in touch with any one of us. You can also complain about the show. You can make a a suggestion. You can give us a submission. Uh, Tell us if you're having trouble downloading MongoCast. It's all there on the site and uh, don't forget to visit our MySpace we want 5,000 friends that's our goal we're going to do something but nah, tomorrow. well, that's doable there's like <laughs> how many people on MySpace 54 million 
So, once again, I'm Andrew Sims. I'm Ben Shane. I'm Jamie Lawrence. I'm Kevin Steck. And I'm Laura Thompson. We'll see everyone next week for MangoCast episode 65 with a special interview with the creators of the Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix video games. So it'll be a show you don't want to miss. Bye-bye! No, all I'm saying is that if you are addicted to something like alcohol, in Laura's case, and you stop... <laughs> in Laura's no, case? No. <laughs> I'm sorry, not in Laura's example, I should say. In her example. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> that was funny, put that in. USA Today published four brand new photos from the Order of the Phoenix movie in an article which also contains a new interview with Dan Radcliffe. The photos show Voldemort, Sirius, Umbridge, and Harry and Cho kissing. Now, I'm going to share a story with you about USA Today, and you have no choice but to listen. I was at work on Friday. I went to MuggleNet.com. Not that I ever condone going to non-related work sites when you're at work, but nonetheless, I did. And I saw that these pictures were in the paper that day. And so I decided on the way home, I'm going to pick up USA Today. I'm going to take a look at these pictures. And I leave early from work, get to the train, and completely forget to pick up the paper. Now, as luck would have it, what do you think happened? The whole reason behind telling this story, not to waste your time, I get into the train, I go to sit down, and what is sitting on my seat but USA Today? If that's not fate, I don't know what is.